Welcome to Explore the Word podcast. So glad that you were able to join with me here today. Uh, wherever today leads you, I trust you're doing well. So in this episode, we are going to look at more evidence of the scripture from archaeology, as well as some information about a new translation of the Bible that is very dangerous that I just came across. So there will be three different things we're going to look at uh, today, whatever time of the day you will be able to listen. First of all, is uh, we're going to look at Abraham. You know, Abraham is a very well-known individual in Scripture and in Middle East in general. Uh, he is the father of the Jewish nation. He certainly has been a source of encouragement to Jews and Christians alike for centuries. So it shouldn't be any surprise to us that there's some out there that believe that the stories of Abraham were written during the time of King Josiah, or even later. Josiah was king during the mid-7th century BC, so it was they, the critics, these who come up with these stories, are saying it was created as a history. This Abraham was created for a history of Judah. So during 1920s, a fellow by the name of Sir Leonard Woolley excavated at Ur of the Chaldeans. This was the place that Abraham was originally from. You can see, you can read about this in Genesis. In his dig, Sir Woolley discovered that 500 years before Abraham's birth, okay, 500 years before his birth, about 20%, one-fifth of all the homes contained writing material, and that people in those homes were skilled in algebra, geometry, and advanced advanced equations. I think he found some unfinished homework too. (laughs) But that's amazing. That's what he found dated 500 years before Abraham in the same area that Abraham was from. In the 1960s, a dig was organized by Manfred Bietak, I believe that's how you say his name, of the University of Vienna. And in this dig, he discovered a cylinder in Syria that actually dated back to Abraham's time. And there have been some skeptics who questioned camels being used as beasts of burden at that time. Again, that they were using this as a, a uh, subject matter that says to disproof. Uh, and on this cylinder, it's not very long. It's only like less than three centimeters long. But on that cylinder, it shows camels being used as beasts of burden in Abraham's time. So that's proof positive to the reference then in Genesis chapter 12, verse 16. It says, and he entreated Abraham well for her sake. And he had sheep and oxen and asses and men servants and maidservants and she asses and camels. Again, being used as beasts of uh, a burden to, to, to carry things around. That piece, that cylinder, is actually on display, uh, display at Walter Arts Museum in Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. So if you ever get a chance, the border opens up again, uh, you get down there and you can see that. Uh, the most important evidence, though, is not what they found in the dirt. Uh, the most important evidence is that our Lord said, Abraham's real. John 8.56, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. So Abraham's real. You can't remove him from the equation, though there's people who will. Another one that they 
scholars trying to scoff at or tear down is Sodom and Gomorrah. The account of Lot's rescue from the destruction of Sodom is found and Gomorrah is found in Genesis chapter 19. I encourage you to read that. Uh, I won't for time's sake, uh, but it's a rather intense story. And these events have been dismissed as legend rather than true record. No, this that's just legend. Uh, thankfully, archaeologists don't just accept that. They did go to Israel to look and find a likely location of Sodom. You know, when Lot made his decision of the best land, his choice was land between Bethel and Ahai. Genesis 13.3 And he went unto his journeys from the south even to Bethel unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. Recently, on the north end of the deep sea, in a place called Telel Heman, which is on the Jordan side of the Dead Sea, was discovered a place, a fortified city uh, that dated back to the Middle Bronze Age, the time period of Abraham and Lot. They, that, that's where they've discovered this fortified city. And uh, they've discovered buildings in this fortified city with scorched walls and floors. And get ready for this. It was buried beneath three feet of dark gray ash. Hmm. Pottery shards found in the area have been subject to searing temperatures exceeding 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, which in Celsius is 1,093 degrees. That's hot. Interesting factor that the archaeologists mention that there is no geological evidence of a volcanic activity in this area. And the entire area has been left abandoned for 700 years. Does that not sound, the temperatures, the gray ash, the scorched walls and floor, do they not sound like the description of the aftermath of God's judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah? The answer is absolutely. Absolutely. And we don't need to find the actual city of Sodom to believe it. We believe God's word to be true. But again, these these finds are so interesting to hear about because it adds value just helps us understand better and uh, that was amazing when i read that this week about that situation there that they found uh it's, it's amazing it's really neat so the following is an article i read from a magazine called israel my glory this past summer uh, i received a copy of this and it proves yet again the attack the constant attack that the Word of God is under. So, there is a Bible society in Denmark who have uh, translated a new Bible. It's called the Danish Contemporary Bible 2020. Apparently, it's the first Danish translation in more than 20 years. And the really scary part is that it has removed the world word Israel and placed it with Jewish people, the Jews, and the people. The Bible 2020 translates translation rewrites the land of Israel as the land of Jews, and it rewrites the people of Israel as the Jews. The word Israel appeared 
only twice in this New Testament of the Bible 2020, this new translation. Although, so it only appeared twice in the New Testament, although in the original language, it appears 60 times. The Danish Bible Society is defending its translation and argues that the the word Israel was changed to prevent readers from confusing it with the land of Israel and the modern state of Israel. However, the names of the countries from ancient times like Egypt and other places have not been rewritten, so we do see an agenda here. Uh, The Songs of Accent uh, from the Book of Psalms in Hebrew Bible, which is a popular Sabbath hymn for Jewish people, originally states, He who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The new translation replaces Israel with us. Oh, that's that's not the right translation. The, the Bible Society in Israel, which is maintained and led by Jewish believers uh, uh, in their study of the Bible 2020, released the following, while new Bible translation are usually cause for celebration. I don't necessarily agree with that, but this is their term. While new Bible translations are usually cause for celebration, this new contemporary Danish Bible is cause for serious concern because it removes Israel. I mean, now, this is, isn't this not the agenda of the world and the enemy of Christ? It's just amazing. So I'm going to give you a few Bible verses that they've included in this article, removing portions of God's word. Uh, so originally, I don't know exactly what version they state this in, but this was from the article. And he rose and took the child and his mother, and this is speaking Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, returning from Egypt, and went to the land of Israel. So they remove Israel, and they change it to home. Matthew fifteen thirty one: the God of Israel is changed to God. That's it. No, no Israel mentioned. Uh, in John 1.49 says the king of Israel is changed to the king of all people. Um, 2 Corinthians 3.17, the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face. His change of Moses' face radiated so strongly the Jews could not bear to see it. The, the term Jews was not even used then uh, at the time when it was, that portion of scripture was recorded. So uh, back, back in Moses' day. Uh, so the reality is there's so many changes here. Uh, and it's just not in the New Testament. It happens in the Old Testament. Um, Jeremiah 49.3, You are my servants, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Israel's changed to my chosen. Well, the chosen people in the Old Testament, without doubt, is Israel. They cho- They did it on purpose. Listen, what we're seeing here is that men are trying to tear down the word of God by criticism. We, you know, scoffing, or they're trying to rewrite it. So tear it down, or we can't tear it down. Let's rewrite it to fit the narrative that we want. Listen, the word of God will always stand. It will always stand the test of, of time, and it will always stand against the attacks of men and all those who stand opposed to it. Oh, I'm so thankful for the scriptures, and I hope you'll spend time today exploring the word. Hey folks, keep looking to Jesus. Have a wonderful day.